On this episode of the Dudes and Dads podcast, we talk with our good friend Caleb K. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMont and Andy Lane. Andrew, Joel, you can't even get it right. <laughs> Guys, this is what happens. Welcome back to our studio. The last time Ooh. you like, you, you I was left in a hotel, me. I was in a hotel room and you, I left you alone. You left me for... <laughs> I don't know what, but you left me. Yeah, I had work. I had the worky work stuff. Yeah. Oh gosh, what a day it's been here, Andy. How are how are things with you? You good? I'm good. I mean, it's been sunny and not sunny for a few days, gosh. and I like. Yeah. It's been. We were just talking about this before we started. Uh, it's been a brutal early early we'll call it fake spring oh yeah it's it's been terrible it's been terrible and we're waiting we're uh as we're entering the month of may we are looking to actually see sunshine see uh, i don't want to be greedy here andy but let's just say let's let's just try for some 60 degree weather how about that i'm cool with that. i'm not asking for miracles uh just no frost that'd be nice yeah. No frost. Yeah. Uh, it, it is funny. Uh, on my wife's side of the family, uh, we have cousins that live up in uh, north central Wisconsin. They've got a good foot of snow on the ground. Jeez. Right so Jeez. whenever it's bad, whenever it's bad and I feel like I should get all kinds of grumpy, I just say at least I don't live in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, Andy. Um, we uh we, we want to begin the show obviously just by as always thanking our good our good supporters all the people over at uh, over at the the pa- the Patreon the, pa- the, <laughs> the Patreons the people yes. you guys uh help keep this show on the road on the road afloat uh, afloat there we go um financially viable yes yes so uh you keep us going and we love that so thank you yeah as always you can head over to dudes and dads pop why do you keep saying you pop keep quiz? Pop, yeah, you, pop. I'm on the pop quiz. That comes at the end. You can head over to the dudes and dads podcast.com slash support. Yes. And that will get you over to our Patreon. You sound like, it feels like we haven't done this show in forever. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little, uh, we're, guys, we're going to get all the bugs out right here at the beginning. It's going to go smooth sailing as soon as, as soon as our guest comes on. So we do have our, With, without yes, further ado, without further ado, we want to bring, bring on our let's bring Caleb on. Caleb, welcome to the show. It, it's glad, good to have you here. Thank you, thank you. Oh, I'm there we glad go. to be here. Oh, Caleb, that's so kind of you. Um, oh, oh. Caleb, you know we really try to put Sweet on professional. Yeah, you calm down. Uh, we really try to. Put, <laughs> <laughs> I, I we think, really try to per, put a professional show on here, and it does feel like I'm getting back on a on a on a, a rowdy horse, if we can say that. Uh, it, it feels like he's got a rowdy off, one, if you will. All flustered. You're like, it, oh, Caleb's on tonight. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, well, Caleb. So. Uh-huh. Caleb's Caleb is a good dear friend of both Andy yes. and I. We've uh, Caleb. It's been I don't know. We've probably about five years ago that I'm, we've wait, met now. I at, guess. And oh, I'm gonna least, bra- yeah. I'm yeah. gonna brag a little bit. I got to hang out with Caleb bef- since you know yes. new, quicker than you have. I mean, yes. I, I hang out. You've with been him in with February. him physically back in February in in the Florida. Yes. Gosh, uh, still yes, in the, in the warm, there. still salty about it. Yeah, absolutely. In the warm weather. Yeah. Hey, Joel, uh, yes. Joel, remember yeah, that yeah. time we were in Florida and you didn't come? Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. We remember it. It Thanks. was really rough. Caleb and I hung out. Thanks for bringing it up. So glad you guys could do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Caleb's a good friend. Caleb's got another. Uh, just Caleb is one of our, our many friends who has uh, just a really great story that we're going to 
great, interesting, challenging story. I, there's probably a lot of adjectives we could throw on there. And unique, we'll, if you will. Unique, if you will. Uh, but uh, Caleb was. We always like to start off with, so we can just uh, get to know you a little bit better. Have our have our listeners kind of know what you're all about. We always like to start with what we call the dad stat. So tell us uh, about you, what you do, who you're married to, who your kids are, how old they are, maybe all of the stats, all the things, and and even some things you want to share with them that would be potentially embarrassing. That's that's fine too. (laughs) This is really your chance to really just put it all out there, whatever whatever you'd like to. But yeah, please introduce us to you. All right. Well, I am me. I'm Caleb. And um, I live in Annapolis, Maryland. Well, I live outside of Annapolis. But if I tell you I live in Bowie, nobody knows where that is. I had to look so, it up. Uh, I did I have to look it up. <laughs> I had to, yeah. It's not, it has nothing to do with David. It's just Bowie. Yeah. Um, so I live outside of Annapolis. And um, I am married to Melissa, who I've been married to. We're coming on to our 18th year yes. of being married. And uh, that's a long time. Um, our marriage can vote which is interesting. <laughs> um, that's a, that's a newfound awareness we got. And uh, I have five kids. I have three boys and two girls, James and Josh, Jesse, Juliana, and Josie. Yeah. We named them all. You Jays. were those people. Yeah. Kind of wasn't intentional. It just happened. The first two were an accident and then not the kids were an accident. <laughs> yeah. The names were an accident. <laughs> to be clear. Your yeah. children might clear. have, your kids are finding out all kinds of things if they listen to this show. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're like 35 feet away and this Dad, is the beginning of the therapy journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're going to start therapy tomorrow. Good. Um, no, so we named the first two with, with J's, and then we're like, well, the third one will be left out. So we did the third one, and then it was just done at that point. So what's your age so range? What's your age range on the kiddos? So James is 15. Mm. Josh is 13, about to be 14. Mm-hmm. I probably don't know all my kids' names. That's a really bad when you have five <laughs> right, kids for real. It's really hard to know we all get their it. ages. And then we the, get it. What's bad is your like, kid, your kids are like, Dad, how can you forget? And it's like you you're, you'll know eventually when and if you there's have a kids. lot of numbers yeah. and dates to remember when you're our age. I get it. Yeah. So there, there is a there's an there's a note in my phone. And it's <laughs> called important things. <laughs> and the only reason it exists is because I was standing at the doctor's with one of my kids. Oh, and that's, like, that's pressure time. What's his yes. name? What's his birth? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And she looked at me as if she was going to call CPS. And I'm like, I have five. And she yeah. was like, oh, you poor soul. Um. <laughs> So then Mel made me an, a list of everything on there. So my youngest is six. My oldest is 15. They're all stair step. The first yep. two are 17 months apart. Then there's 19 months apart. And then we took a little bit of a break. And then Josie has brought up the rear and is putting us through our paces. boy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So the youngest, it's... the girl, she's in charge. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not, she that tracks. She is in charge. Yeah. It does track. It does track. That's our Molly. That's um, how it so goes. pastored. Yep. Yeah. So you pastored for like a lot of years. I pastored for for pushing teen years, and my wife and I started a uh, a faith based nonprofit about three years ago called Revive, and we work primarily in dealing with social justice issues, food insecurity issues, and we host conversations around the city for people who are done with church but not done with God. Mm. So we like to cultivate those conversations, which is gnarly because we get into pop culture and politics and faith and you name it, we get into it. Um, super fun. We do it in a bar. It's a lot of fun. And I also work in a um, as a um, what's called vibrant living person within a very large 
senior living company. Which so which is I a new spend an, a lot of my time. Yeah, that's a new addition yeah, for you uh, here recently, right? It is a new addition. I've been doing it about nine months and uh, I really have learned to love the kind of the older population, especially the older population involving in memory care. Mm, oh, wow. um, yeah. I don't care how successful you are, or how much money you have in the bank, you're still lonely. Mm. So uh, being able to interact with these people on a regular basis has been um, a lot of fun and super consistent with who I am. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. it, I tell people all the time, like pastoring and then working within senior living, very similar. Yeah. 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 That makes that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's totally similar. People in the church, what are people looking for? They're looking for purpose, looking for value, looking for identity, all that kind of stuff. Senior living, they're looking for the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's so purpose, great. Value, identity, yeah. awareness, that kind of stuff. And I think So, we live in Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think, you know, n- knowing you in in this role, I thought the same thing too when you shared like that's the direction you're going and uh I think uh, there's just, that's a segment of our, it's a segment of our society, um, that I think just continues to be, they used to have a, a more defined role in, in society, the elderly mm-hmm. did. And that is, uh, that is changing. And as I'm sure you've seen, I think this, some of the saddest things are, especially when they are in any sort of assisted, assisted care situation, uh, basically when family members who once saw them regularly now, just now don't. And there's just a can be a lack Correct. of a lack of uh, family connection and care. So you provide uh, really, Andy. I would say uh, Caleb is really kind of the director of fun and experience. Isn't that Ooh, really? A, I I may be a cruise boat director. I see. This is what <laughs> I, I know. This is what I. This is what I, <laughs> Im- I imagined. I think I am. Like I would say, we're a cruise boat on land that doesn't go anywhere because we just do like events after events after events and. I think I am. There's this one lady because I play I play music and stuff. She's totally now just calls me Liberace, and I don't know why. <laughs> like this is my this, and I and the worst part is I answer to it. Oh, okay. So wow. you just Yeah. All right. Well. So I've just accepted it. Like I've just accepted. As long as you and Mel have had a conversation about that, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I, I I looked at her one day. I said, "Do you know what you're calling me?" She goes, "Nope. I just uh, think it's fun." Okay, good for you. So, so really, you're kind of like a. Here's what he is. He's a youth pastor for, for older for older folks for that's, old people. That's old what it is. Pastor. Gosh, that's so cool. Wow. It's full circle, really. You, as long as you don't do like sleepovers and yeah, like lock-ins. lock-ins. You're not doing that's lock-ins with the older for, yeah. with the older folks. No, that's, that's uh, not. I mean, good. that's memory. That's memory care. It's a lock-in all the time. <laughs> Oh, man, assisted living jokes. That's where yes. that's where we've gotten to now. Hey, so uh, <laughs> so Caleb, uh, one uh, one really, I mean, and I just Andy and I both uh, consider it a great a great joy and treasure to have you as a friend, and and in our friendship, we've obviously all shared many stories, life experiences, things like this, and uh, Andy and I, because we have this show, we can't help it. Anytime that we're having a conversation with a friend, I, I, Andy, I'm sure you do this too. And a good story is shared. I just tuck it away back in the old portfolio mm-hmm. right. of people. We can people bring on the show. We need to bring and, on the show. And that's what we did. So Caleb and I were sitting at Applebee's uh, one night in Florida when you, where you weren't there. I'm going to bring it up again. You Thanks weren't, you so weren't much. There. Yep. And Caleb shared this story with me and right. And I said, we have to have you on the show. And so I, I messaged him this last week or 
whatever and said, hey, will you come on the show? And your, your time has come. And you said, absolutely. So can you let's, let's start by telling me a little bit, you know, wherever you want to start with this story. Uh, if you want to start at the app, please. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> but start wherever you want to start uh, with your story of, of recent things you've recently learned about your family. Yeah. So I'm 40. And I learned but you don't, you don't look a day over 39, but I just want to put that out there. That's great because <laughs> all of this information that I'm going to share with you, I learned at 39. Yeah, great. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. So this is new stuff to me. So long story short uh, or long story long, it doesn't matter. I was raised by two absolutely wonderful God fearing parents who I'm one of five children. They did the best that they could do. I never once in a million years thought anything other than I got good parents. They're not perfect. They're good parents. They've been there for me my whole life. I was very close to my father, all that kind of stuff. And, um, Hey, my wife just joined us. Yeah. She says, and, hey guys. Um, so hi, I'm Melissa. So I, um, like I said, raises my, Great parents, have great siblings, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but there's always been a little bit of a joke in my family. So my parents had lifelong, when I tell you lifelong, I'm talking 40 plus years, best friends. And these best friends were always around. They were always around. So we were at every family function together. Every 4th of July, every birthday, endless pool parties. So much so that we, um, we had these um, moments where you wouldn't be able to tell, per se, where the family lines start and mm. friendships start. Line. You can't, the line was just blurred. Everybody has those friends. We have some friends in our life that way. You just don't know where those lines are. And, um, but it's always been a little bit of a joke that my mom... And this other person who we called Uncle Bill were very close. I don't fault that. I've been very close with a lot of right. people in my life. It was very, very normal for me. And um, so one day, one day, my brother, who I deeply love, who's a knucklehead, you guys would love to have him on the show. <laughs> um, he goes and thinks it'd be funny because this joke's been going on and he buys me an ancestry test. So I'm like, he gives me one morning. I'm like, ah, screw it. And I spit in the cup. I send it away and uh, didn't think much about it. In fact, in fact, Joel, we were out. I was out in Indiana when the when the results were being processed. Yes. Yes. Because we were sit, we were sitting, we were sitting around a fire and I was like, hey, guys, by That's the way, right. there may be a chance I'm <laughs> yes. doing a DNA test. It I'm was recalling. me and you and Tyler and a couple other people. Yes. And we're like, yep. And see about a bunch of people were there. Yes. And it was like, oh, do tell how this ends up mm -hmm. because there's always been this, like this joke in the family so much for Bill. My dad died four years. ago. Bill died. My dad died going on five years ago. Bill, Bill died two and a half years ago. And uh, so I officiated at their funerals. I officiated Bill's funeral, officiated my dad's funeral. And I remember I actually, I went back and I listened to the Met, it's like, you know, you, funeral homes, they record everything mm -hmm. now, and then you can go back on their website and listen. So I went and I listened and I had 
a very challenging time getting through it. And in fact, I said these words and I quote, I buried my dad four years ago and this is just as hard. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know why. Mm. Like, I didn't know why, but I feel like on some subconscious level, there was a why. There was something going on there. So um, I'm sitting at the pool, poolside uh, last, last summer and uh, just scrolling my email. A bunch of people from Reviver there. We just got done grilling and um, the way, I don't know if you guys have done an ancestry test. I have. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. So you, you just get an email and in that email, you have a breakdown of like where you're from and your breakdown, like national stuff and all that kind of stuff and what parts of the world. But then at the bottom of it, in your field of view, you have thumbnails of anyone else who has taken an ancestry test. If you've matched them, your cousin, whatever, that kind of stuff. And I look at it. And my sister, who I was raised with, says, Harmony, half-sister. Hmm. And directly next to that is two other sisters that I didn't know were sisters that I've been, in, I've known them my whole life. And I see their pictures. And it says, half-sister. And at that point, I said a whole bunch of things out loud with my mouth <laughs> that I probably shouldn't. But I was just like, ah! and like people who people who like love me, they're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, ah, I just found this out. I think Bill's my daddy. <laughs> That's essentially what I said. <laughs> and um, that's exactly what I said, actually. And so they come up that I have a different father. Wow. So I had to like deal with that. Like I made I made phone calls and things like that. But the weird part is I never went to like, and I haven't even yet to this day, I never went to a spot of anger or that kind of stuff. Do I have questions? Absolutely. But I wasn't like, oh, I've been, my whole life's a lie. Or I, I just, it never, it never came out that way. I did get in the car and um, my first stop the next morning, I drove to Bill. So this person I just found is my dad. Mm-hmm. I drove to his grave. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like I needed to do that because I was the one there officiating his funeral. So he went into the ground. And I had one set of knowledge and I needed to go back there by myself and like have some level of closure or some level of just like awareness mm-hmm. yeah. of the situation. And then Mel and I drove to my mom's. And I walked in the door and sat down on her little ottoman in her house and said, I took an ancestry test and this is what it is. And fully was sitting there waiting for like excuses or all this kind of stuff. And she just looked at me and went, that happened. Mm-hmm. Like it happened. Like totally owned it. Mm-hmm. And like, what do you do with that? Like, right. Like that level of honor, like, and I, you, you, you have to immediately go to a place of like grace and empathy and all that kind of stuff, because you don't typically you don't get that in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's all, we make so many decisions of laced in shame and all this kind of stuff that we don't often just have those raw, honest things. But I, I did ask and I was like, why didn't you, like, why didn't we tell like, if you knew this may happen and it came out as like, and I, I have understanding for it now. It's like, did we kind of know? Yes. Did we have hard fact evidence 40 years ago? 
know. But now that we do, absolutely it happened. Wow. And um and and really nothing has nothing has like changed. If anything, I've gone to a spot where I am like weirdly grateful. I, I say this in the weirdest way, like weirdly grateful that not many people can say that when they in this situation, when they find out like parent stuff or that kind of stuff, it's either somebody was there or somebody wasn't there. And I somehow got 37 years of both of these men yeah. mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah, that's interesting. Like they were there. Yep. They were yeah. there for birthdays. They were there for Christmases. They were there for Super Bowl parties. They were present. And they knew. Mm. And that's the part that so they knew. So the guy that you're the guy that you grew up thinking, you know, was your dad. He knew along. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I asked my mom into it. I said, obviously you guys knew something had happened. Mm-hmm. And um she said, "Yes." She went and talked to him about it. And if it's hard to explain this if you don't know my dad, but my dad always, um, he had a really rough childhood. So like conflict was not his bag. Mm. So like he didn't take on fights he should have taken on. Mm. Like he just chose peace. Even, even when it caused a lot of things to be like bottled up and suppressed and pushed down. He was just like, I'm not fighting. When we were kids, we'd get in arguments. He just burst in the room and be like, no arguing. <laughs> not like, what are you arguing about? Maybe there's a real problem. He was just like arguing bad, not doing it. Uh, so that was his personality. And so when mom went to him and said, hey, this may have happened. I mean, obviously, their living could be either with one. Um, he was just like, we're never talking about this again. That's my son. That's enough. Mm-hmm. And he just never treated me any different which at all i mean good on him yeah like good on him freaking good on him yeah like wow um the fact that you never had like i i think that's that's amazing because as a father you're just like like that he was able to approach you and treat you just like any of the other other kids and that you had no like experiential as far as like your experience with him you were none the wiser Right. Not one Damn. second yeah. of my life. Well, and, and I, I imagine that, and, that, here, and here's the thing. I was going to say, I, I no, imagine that can go multiple ways, too, because, I mean, he could have also been super mad at your mom. And so that could have affected their relationship. But as far as you know, that that didn't affect like their relationship. I mean, and they probably had some pretty rough, right. rough conversations, I would guess. But right. um, this but he, is the part that gets me. And that I have a lot of empathy for it now more than ever, I think. So this is 1983. So it's like, no, it's, so it's probably like mid 1982. Cause I was born in 83, February of 83. They're in the height of like the evangelical church movement at an assembly at a Baptist church. Bill and Cheryl are at a Baptist church. They each have four kids each. There was no grace for any of this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It literally would have blown families apart. Like literally blown mm. it apart. 
So I am, I'm grateful that the four of them figured it out yeah. wow. and held their families together. Yeah. Like there's barely any grace for that now. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was just like you, whatever, yeah. harlot or whatever the yeah. word is, get right. out. Like right. it was just, there was nothing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad they didn't have to go through that. Yeah. As we've had other conversations with, with folks who have, there was some sort of family relational dynamic, you know, that kind of overlaps with what you're saying. We've, but again, back in days, days gone by, I think that that's one emerging theme that I've heard again and again is just like, you know, there was no place for that kind of conversation. There was no way to navigate that because it was socially, um, yeah, there wasn't, there's, there wasn't, there weren't the structures of even of how do you, how do you come back from that? How do you, you know, how, how do you have a, a life that is still, uh, that's, you know, together and united and, and all of that. So they, so, okay. So these, your, your parents and, mm-hmm. and this, this other, this other couple, this yeah. other couple I mean, they just, conti- they just continued on in the same like from your experience, like their relationship as two couples that were spending time together and whatever just continued on for my entire life. <laughs> like I, if, if it's we, hard to wrap if your I was, brain yeah. around, I, yeah. I, I, for real, I can tell you, dude, I, if I spent one time a week in a restaurant with the four of them, that's conservative. Okay. My yeah. whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, so one of so my so my biological father's gone now. Um but I will go to his wife's 80th birthday next week. Mm. So still friends. The family is still friends. Do you think that um that part of that was maybe also I mean obviously they were good friends before that. But do you think part of that was because also he wanted to stay in your life and and continue to, to father you without necessarily fathering you. So one of the things that, um, that's a great, that's a, that's a deep and great question. One of the things that I referenced when I, when I went back and I listened to, um, to the message that I spoke at his funeral and, uh, I said these words, Bill was a very quiet man. didn't talk very much, but I said, I spent, thousands of hours sitting on a front porch swing with this man and him never saying anything. Mm. And I do think that he was just present in my life because Mm. he wanted to be and knew that probably the, the depth of information and awareness was never going to be fully there. So just stayed close. And I look at that as a gift. Like, yeah, of course. Like I would have done the same thing. Like, like, and it's weird. Like when I look at pictures, like I look like him. Not, and my now that you know that. Yeah. My brother you know. doesn't look like it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. So like, I, I do think it was intentional. And I, I wonder, I mean, Everything, everybody's got skeletons in closets. You're not married for 40, 50, 55 years, and you didn't have some really rough years. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I've been married 18 years. We've had some rough years. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. did you go like, yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. So I'm just wondering if there was just like a communal, like grace for each other, <laughs> like amongst yeah. the four of them going, I was in a rough patch. Then you're going to be in a rough patch. Then, um, like almost an understanding of it that that things happen, you know, I'm not justifying the behavior, but I'm also, somebody said something to me um, once they were like, well, don't you wish this didn't happen? And I was like, no, <laughs> me wishing this doesn't happen, wishes me out of existence. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> my five children, my five children out of existence. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Like, no, I don't wish this mm-hmm. didn't happen. I'm thrilled it happened because I get to live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's such a great example? I I have one. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, there's only one regret I have. I, 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 if I had one regret, I wish that, um, after my dad died, I wish that somebody who knew more than I knew, this is before, like I took the, the ancestry test or anything and stuff would have said, Hey dude, there may be a possibility. Mm. Because I feel like I would have I would have been more intentional on those next two years than I was. So that's the only thing that if I had said, man, I wish it would have gone a different way. That's the only one I have. I don't wish my childhood was different. I don't wish the relationships were different. I wish that last two years after my dad was gone. um, I would have I would have had more information because I would have I probably would have been a fair bit more intentional about stewarding that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it, you know, it's always hindsight's always 2020 20, and it's like, you know, I think right. It's not, and it's something that we all like, you try to think about, you know, now, like, you know, I know for like, I know for me, like, so my, like my dad's, re- my dad's retiring this coming um, here at the end of the spring and it is going to enter in kind of a different season of life. And you know, my dad's good, but I will say like in the back of my mind, I am thinking like, okay, it feels like there's a new, a new chapter of there can be some new chapters of intentionality now as you know, he has time freed up and, and obviously like my time, my time is as, as, as full as ever, but figuring out like how I can continue to like involve, involve my dad, you know, even, even, even more. When I hear stories like yours, it's like, it just keeps on coming back to um, it's, it's strange, like how we find ourselves distanced from our parents in, in, in like, uh, like it, it can, it can feel like a challenge depending on your family. It can feel like a challenge to like work our parents as they get older, like into the regular rhythm of our life. Um, some somehow. And I think it's oh, also I totally understand that. You know what I'm saying? And I, uh, Oh gosh. Yes. And, and I don't know. I think, uh, you know, as you're saying this, the thing that just what comes to my mind is like, hmm, f- figure that out. Like, you know, s- some way, uh, you know, the way I've right. ma- the way I've managed and Andy, you might be able to relate to this. The way I've managed to work my parents continually into our life is to have them care for our children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that everyone's works. looking for value. Yeah, like, that's right. like everyone's looking for value. We're, yeah, we're super. And, and the same for thing for my in-laws too. like we're super fortunate that they're nearby and that in the hustle and bustle that they, uh, that they want to hang out with our kids, which is it's <laughs> super great. But yeah, uh, man, that's, uh, it's a good, it's no, a good I think time. that's important though. It's important to like, for you guys to be having that conversation because I, 
because I was the last of five, I was younger. Hmm. So my sister is, so I'm 40, my sister's 50. So there's a 10 year spread. Are you, are your parents all living? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really hard thing. Like they die. Mm -hmm. Like they do. And like now experience that twice, like I'm both Bill and my dad gone. Um, yeah, you, you do like gotta be intentional because the day comes, it, it creeps up on you quicker than you think. And then it's like, it's, especially, I don't know where you are in your birth orders. If you guys are older or younger and that kind of stuff and age of your folks and stuff. But like, I was like surprised <laughs> yeah. that I was in my, I was in my mid thirties burying my father. Yeah. 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 Like well, that was, that was a, like, I remember that feeling going, Jolie, my sister, she got 10 more years than I got. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, and that, that kind of, that, and, and I'm spoken, and that sounds just like a baby child. Like, I said, <laughs> like, I didn't you get my jerks. first share. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> you jerks. That's so consistent with the birth order stuff. But I did feel that way. I'm like, yeah. you got 10 extra years. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> You as a father now, I, the, the question is always for us, like when you've been on, you've been on this journey, you're still processing things. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure these thoughts come to you. Like, I'm sure there are a, a number, a numerous daily or weekly scenarios in which you're doing something. And then this, like this comes back, this comes to your mind oh, on, yeah. on a regular, I'm, I'm sure of that. Very regular. <laughs> what, um. As you and like as you and Mel have have talked through this many times, and like, what do you feel like the uh, the further impact on your own parenting is? Like, what 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 have been some of the takeaways for you guys? And, and I know that not everything is like directly tra- like you're always you know you know it's like as the teacher you're always trying to like figure out like okay what are the teaching principles out of this that we can we can apply and but there, it's not always a clear like A to B uh, you know uh, track but. It, w- how has it formed? How has it formed you? Like, how's it, how has it impacted your relationship with your wife, with your kids? Like, what do you think? Like, what do you feel like the process has been like there on that, on that side? That's good. Um, so as far as like my kids, I did make an intentional decision that I would share the details of this as they aged appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, Yes, my father may not have been my biological father, but he is their grandfather. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And was wildly in love with them. <laughs> and I don't want them to ever question any of that. Right. Like none of that. So uh, my older boys are well aware of the situation. I told them very early on my younger's um, bits and pieces as they get older. I will continue to kind of bring them in as as they can process this, as they, you know, can understand. I mean, if I told my youngest about this, then I have to start talking about babies and where they come from. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing, uh, which I probably should be doing anyhow. But um, <laughs> like, yeah, nobody wants to do that. But uh, so that's a, that's a whole thing. I think as far as like. How. For Mel and I, I don't really know how much this is like affected us as much as kind of almost like, well, yeah, that checks out. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Like it's more, more, more so like, mm, I see that. You know, you, you do look like him. Uh, you do are you are a completely different personality than my brother. My brother's a carbon copy of my dad. It makes sense why I'm a different personality. Right. Like I'm literally different. Yeah. Um, so um, I think those kind of things have like begin to come and come into the light of going, oh, that's why. Oh, you're not shy. You're just quiet around strangers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, well, my biological, my biological father was insanely quiet around strangers. Like he never talked. Yeah. I probably heard him say it 500 words in my life. He just, so he's just always there, but never talked. Um, so that kind of stuff, I feel like has kind of been more of just like, oh, that checks out. Oh, that checks out. Oh, that makes sense. Gotcha. Um, that's, that's been helpful. I don't think it's really like driven us like apart or together okay. in any kind of way more so like, eh, yeah. Um, I think it's been, it's been hard. I think on my mom that I know that mm. that dynamic has been challenging. I, I think she really wanted me to, in fact, I think I know she did because she kept asking me over and over again. Like she wanted me to be mad. Oh, and I think it's probably because of the level of guilt that she'd carried for so many years. She'd yeah. Like convince herself. I he deserves to be mad. And so she would keep, she kept asking me repeatedly, why aren't you mad? Why aren't you upset? And I'm like, I'm not because I'm grateful yeah. that I'm a person and I'm here and all that kind of stuff. So I think there'd been, there's probably been some emotional energy that is, a, that maybe as Mel and I have expended just kind of dealing with that aspect mm-hmm. of it of helping her realize we're not mad at you we're not upset we're not awkward we're not none of these things are happening those are conversations we didn't have to have a year ago yeah Yeah. so then that part is had a little bit of a of kind of a drain um but also understand it understand why she would feel that way yeah and i think just hit me and get it over with (laughs) kind of thing you know right well i think too as an adult you can kind of see why she didn't want to necessarily tell you earlier you know like as if if it were I co- totally understand right as if it would have come out you know when when you were 15 or 16 like that probably you probably would have handled it a little, lot differently but as an adult now you kind of under you can understand why she wouldn't want to necessarily tell you those things uh yeah i was having this conversation with someone I, i'm about to speak facts i don't know about but i like read something about like like the development of especially the male brain and like mm. actually the the inability to fully understand like consequences and risk and things like that. No. And it's like, right. Say it's it like, why, say it it's like so. why are you at 18 years old, 18 year old, you'll climb a ladder. And then at 27, you're like, ah, oh, it's a long way down. Yeah, like no. what shifts? Yeah. Yeah. Like the ability to like see the long-term thing shifts. And you're right at 15 or 16, I probably wouldn't have been able to be mm. where I'm at now with that information physically probably couldn't even have comprehended it. Yeah, I just the the grace that has been extended to this situation I think is immensely important and I think that's like what I hear is how powerful that that for God's grace to you guys in the mid, in the midst of it and like that that was extended and the way that you've reciprocated that I think has you just see the power of it to take what could be 
a situation wrought with so many, so many landmines at, at yeah. every, at every direction for your immediate biological family, for any other family that was connected to this and the periphery, all of, all of that, how, well, like grace dismantles all of that. Like it, it just like, and, yeah. and like, you know, it just, it doesn't like, there's no, po- like, I don't see the power of regret, anger, hatred, bitterness. And this, and, and I say this with just with, with just the most love and respect for you, Caleb, like the way that you have responded has given others the opportunity to, to walk forward without, without shame or guilt. Mm. And I think it's just really, really powerful. Like, um, in a world, like, as you said, like back in the day and other, and other, in certain social contexts where it would have been like, just the mere un- uncovering of this would have just like ripped people apart. Um, yeah. uh, this thing has actually brought people, it's, it's brought people together. Um, and it's, and you're in, you guys are staying together and that's really, I just, really really beautiful i'm i'm great i'm grateful for that and i I think anybody that's listening i hope i hope that you hear like honesty met with grace and love can just start a whole series of really redeeming events come come coming out of it if you like and whatever it is i mean it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be the the particularities of this of this situation which are I mean, that's, you know, it's, that's a thing. That's a quite a, quite a scenario. Right. But, um, I mean, Caleb, what would you like? Cause as you've experienced this and as I'm listening to you talk about it, it just seems, I think I'm, that's one thing I'm just really caught by. I'm really, I'm really struck by is, um, it's kind of like you're waiting for this, maybe like your mom felt. And like you said, with this guilt and like, why aren't you angry? Whatever. Like was just waiting for this kind of like nuclear option basically and none of that happened <laughs> and yeah. like like what is one left to conclude like what is one left to conclude other than something pretty oh, pretty holy has ha- has has happened there like kind of beyond explanation for me it is this is my like first time like head on faced with it here it is it's your business it's your story grappling with how i view jesus in the upside down kingdom there you go yeah like like this is upside down stuff like jesus literally did it the other way and to like i I know that and i've experienced that with other people but to like have to like deal with it yourself and actually go the only response is love and understanding and grace and moving forward like that is the most paramount quality of Jesus. Good. It's like how many, how many times did he look at somebody in their sin and was just like so rattled by their sin and he couldn't even move forward because he was so rattled by it. He just simply loved them and offered a new perspective. Yeah. yeah. Like that's crazy. Like, but I've uh, here I pastored all these years, 40 years old. I never had to like deal with it. Like, yeah, it, it was always someone else's story. Right. Yeah. But that, yeah. that thing came home to roost and I'm like, oh, this is, this is me. 
this is people I know, I love, I care about, and I'm getting offered a new response. Yep. Wow. So that, that, that's my takeaway. It's like some upside down kingdom crap. Yeah. Supernatural. Yeah. I mean, really, <laughs> I think yeah. that, that's what, that's what strikes me. There is, there is one really bad part about this. And it's, so my mother is from Charleston, West Virginia where all my bloodline comes from. And so the only thing worse than that is now my biological father, all his bloodline comes from Beckley, West Virginia, which makes me a hundred percent West Virginian. (laughs) Uh, So, so the jokes, they abound. I'm sure (laughs) they're deep. They're wide and they are true. Your life's a John Denver song. My life is a John Denver song. Take me home, sweet country roads. Um, oh, that's great. I am also like John Denver. I'm actually never was lived in West Virginia. Yeah, neither did yeah. He. yeah. It, that's a he little, was like from false, Colorado. Yeah, or false, false advertising. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Caleb, man, thank you for just Thanks sharing for that. Me, I, yeah, that's like a that's uh, yeah. I it was good it's the story yeah. but then it's like i think yeah that core that core realization um and and what you've what you've learned from it it's always it's always weird when the things that we uh mentally assent to in our life actually become uh like come home like you said come home to roost but come home to dwell in our own our own situation in our own yeah. hearts and it is uh and i think for all of us i mean that's what we that's what i desire for anybody um that uh the a life of truth and love are not just ideas mm-hmm. um that they're not just ideas that we we like oh we agree to in the way that we agree to any other kind of alleged fact in our life but rather that it that it uh, takes up a residence in our in our heart so oh so good well um you know we because we can't end on a super deep and emotional uh topic it is in right. due time we, 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 yeah we gotta we gotta finish in, in i don't know an up an upbeat manner so yeah now it's time for Upper. dudes and dads pop quiz oh thank you oh yeah oh, Lord, where are we going with this all right so <laughs> if, you, if you have never joined us the dudes and dads pop quiz is just a time that we ask caleb random <laughs> questions and he has to answer all right so <laughs> All right. I'm going to take some from the deck this time. Right. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, take a card, any card. We'll just take, take the whole, take half the whole deck. thing. Oh, yeah. perfect. Okay. So we actually have a deck that says the oops, can't get the theory. Uh, pod decks, which is I a, saw in, black cards and yeah. I was wondering what kind of deck that in, was. Interview questions. So it's actually, it's like, they're like tarot cards. We're just going to flip them and see. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not true. Okay. <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll go first. Caleb, what is left on your bucket list? Uh, yeah. Uh, Northern Lights. Desperately want to see the Northern Lights, and I want to. Um, Northern Lights is it's really, really, really high on my list, and um, I'd like to go on a safari. Ooh, nice! Yeah, my I've seen. I know a lot of people have done it. I I want to do that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, has your has Noah? Has your brother been on a safari? 
My brother's been on more, probably more safaris than he can count. I would imagine. So this yet again, here you he are. He was on a safari like last. He, he was on safari like last week in Tanzania. Well, here you are yet again, living in the shadow of the elder of the elder. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm always in the shadow. Oh, the when shadow. do I? Oh, when do I get to go on a safari? Okay, uh, Caleb. What's your favorite gadget? Oh, favorite gadget is um, I really um mel just got it and i used it the other day it's like this mandolin thing in the kitchen that like shaves and cuts and puts it all on a, it's it's handy i don't know how to explain it but um you can cut up a lot of stuff really really fast the, which is i i love all it's of that. handy that's i love it yeah, it's right. handy it's the definition <laughs> of handy <laughs> if you had someone following you around all of the time what would you have them do I would have them um, just tell me where to go next. Oh, oh, that's good. Because I'm really good in the moment and often I, I'm not very good in the schedule. So just tell me to leave the room and go somewhere else. I'll just do it. <laughs> I'm very compliant. That's, that's great. Caleb, this could go. This could go deep. Uh, Caleb, when you die, what do you want to be remembered for? Well, we're ending on a light note. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I know, right? You should stop saying that, Joel. I tried so hard. Um, I'd like to be known. Um, I know this is cliche, but I, I want to really like be remembered as someone who was a good husband and a really good dad. That's good. why you're on the show. That, that's that's high. <laughs> that's high priority to me. Uh, good. And yeah. I fail. At, I fail at both of those regularly. Hmm. but it is important to me. Yeah. What do you value most in your friends? I value. I have a small subset of friends that I don't have to, I don't have to change who I am at all. Like good, bad, and the ugly. I can cut hmm. up with them. I can have a good day with them. I can have a horrible day with them and they're not going to view me differently. Or if they do view me differently, they're going to tell me they view me differently. Like they're going to call my cards on it. Yeah. I have a small segment of those type of friends. And those are the ones that I want to be around a fireplace with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caleb, what is, what's the worst job that you've ever had? <laughs> oh, worst job. The only job I actually got fired from. Oh, well that, that so, tell uh, us more. Yeah, uh, please I, tell, do tell. Yeah, so I was all through high school. I thought it'd be really cool to work for Starbucks because it was all trendy. And um, remember I, earlier I said I need someone to tell me what to do because I just talk to people and lose track of things. Um, the job sucked and the hours are horrible. And this really nice guy came in and we were chatting one night and uh, I made him a drink and I was like, don't worry about it. And he was like, hey, have a great night. And then the next morning I came to work and I got fired because he was a secret shopper. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. apparently they take a dim view of that <laughs> well I, I that feels I, like that feels like entrapment quite honestly it, it does you know what though joel <laughs> my starbucks story is actually more embarrassing I, I don't know about it, more embarrassing but it's embarrassing I, so one time we're driving through the drive-thru and my wife is sitting in the car with me so julie's next to me and i the guy hands me my drink out the, the window and before I pull off, I said, thanks. I love you. Bye. And then pulled off, not even thinking about it. <laughs> and my wife was like, did you just tell him that you loved him? And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I did. So that 
Oh, have you have you ever said amen at the end of a voicemail? <laughs> I don't think I have. I've done that. I've All right, done. give me a call when you get thanks. Amen. Bye, amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Is, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Do you have, do you have another I, question? I, I, my, my last question, and okay. then you can ask your last one. What is one bad habit that you are trying to get rid of? Um, I probably cuss more than I should. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but I like how he's like, yeah, I, I, I think I might be trying to get, I think I might be trying to stop. Do that. I really <laughs> want to <Yeah>. stop? <laughs> that's my, that's I mean, I also, I also believe, I also believe that Sometimes profanity is where the brain goes to take a break. That's um, there you go. But uh, like I'm trying. Like every once in a while, I'll say something in front of the kids, and Mel's like, "Dude, I'm like oh, I've totally, totally forgot." Yeah. Uh, my fu- oh, there oh, we have. That's right, we have the beat. Oh, there, we, oh, have the beat bu- we, we have the have beat button. button. <laughs> we yeah. do have a beat button. Not that we have to use it often on the show, <laughs> but. Uh, the fact that Andy programmed that in, it's like he's anticipating the day that I go nuclear and just like <laughs> like something comes yeah, off the rails. I don't know. Uh, oh, my gosh. Caleb, my last question for you is what are you currently cur- curious about? Um, I am uh, currently curious about. This is going to be weird. Um, we have a lot of friends who are in a lot of different relationships, like conventional, unconventional, that kind of stuff. And I am curious at times on what other, like how that works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because like we grow up in this idea. It's like you, the only way to have a relationship is to be married and be married really young with no money and all this kind of stuff. And then develop your life together. And like, and I see people who chose different paths and there for all intents and purposes happy and experiencing love and connection all that kind of stuff and i'm curious of like how, how did that happen yeah no well, more like relationship styles and things like that i'm yeah, sure about. yeah well you successfully passed what way to go caleb way to nail that pop yeah, quiz. Man, that was just so like <laughs> yes yeah, it was a high pressure situation but uh caleb Thank you again for being on the show. Thanks for joining us, sharing your story. And uh, we're, uh, we're just, we're delighted to have you as a friend. I think I can, I think I can say that uh, without hesitation. I think it's the 600 miles between our places is too long. It is. It is too long. And I'm going to put this, here's the deal. Just in case Jackie, my wife does is listening currently or will listen in the future. Offer stands. I just, (laughs) thank you. You beat me to it. I offer stands every break fall or spring break. I, I try my best I go, you know, I hear Annapolis is beautiful this time of year. Uh, I, I, that's, that's, my, that's what I go. That's what I go to. That's what I go to. So we're going to, we will come and we will come and visit you for sure. Okay. Well, Hey, as always, guys, you can send yes. your uh, emails over to dudes and dads podcast at gmail.com or our voicemail number. We like those voicemails. Five, seven, four, two, one, three, eighty seven, zero two. And you can head over to dudesanddadspodcast.com for all the show notes, all the goodies. Um, maybe you want to, I don't know, connect with Caleb. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll put his, we'll blast his socials up on there. We'll, we'll make him connectable. Absolutely. Because uh, you need to know someone like yeah. him out in, out in Bowie, Maryland. You need, you need Boy, have a place to Bowie. go. You have a place to go during vacation. <laughs> yeah, if you need a place to go for vacation. Guys, we're super grateful for you listening and tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with us. And until next time, we wish you grace and peace. 
Be sure to share the podcast on your favourite social media channels.